0: Hi guys, welcome back to Skin Care Anarchy. This is our second episode in the three-part series with um, world-renowned skin expert, skin health expert, Dr. Brown. I am so excited because today um, we are here with Dr. Brown um, as usual, but we are also accompanied by his colleague, Adila Crown. So, welcome back, Dr. Brown, and welcome Adila to the show. I'm so excited that we're doing the second part of the series thank you
1: thank you wonderful to be here
0: yeah no it's lovely to host you both and I have I'm so excited about this episode because it is a little bit more focused on you know just really the whole idea of aging and just a lot more specific uh, questions so I want to start off um, by asking both of you I mean Dr. Brown I'd love for you to address this first which is um, what are the hallmarks of aging and how does it really first start to show on our skin
2: well you know Aging, obviously, is multifactorial, but there's more to it than just simple lines, wrinkles, and sags that um, we can all sort of point to and know what they are. Volume loss is an important part, and actually, a lot of people by the time they're in their late 20s, some of their first signs of aging are maybe fine lines around their eyelids because it's thin skin and it's animated a lot, but also you get enough volume loss there that you actually see a demarcation between the lower lid and the cheek in the trough where the uh, orbital rim is. So it's a more esoteric form of aging, meaning volume loss, but certainly it's something that we as plastic surgeons are are, uh, very attuned to.
0: This is very interesting. Yeah, no, I know. I always wonder because uh, I know that with men, a lot of times, you know, they'll complain about like crow's feet or, you know, whatnot. But Adila, I would also love for you to uh, kind of give us your feedback as well of uh, what you've seen as the first signs of aging.
1: Well, I agree. Of course, volume loss is a major contributor. But then I also find that uh, Often, as a practitioner, I find there's a lack of understanding in choosing the correct skincare from a very young age or prescribing the right kind of regime or skincare for yourself because we are bombarded with so much information. And most of that information is actually misleading, confusing. And so, so many people are actually using the wrong kind of uh, products, actives, or they are misusing actives and not quite understanding ingredients, the basic ingredients which actually give you that supple youthful glow from a very young age. So I think the understanding of skin health is paramount from a very young age to ensure that you don't really you know, go down that slippery slope of volume loss, which then leads to so many other issues that Dr. Brown mentioned
0: absolutely and I can completely understand that and and this preventative um you know approach is really why I love the, uh, I love the brand, Dr. Brown, that you've created, uh, you know, is really, really interesting to me in terms of the approach because, um, you know, because of the ingredients and I would love for us to kind of talk about that here is the, you know, the ingredients and the approach um, when it comes to skincare products, um, specifically with the brand and, and what we should be using to manage these uh, first signs of aging.
2: Well, you know, uh, Revive came to be because, as a plastic surgeon, I'm not a dermatologist. Um, one of the things you notice is, even though you we would surgically correct some of the signs of aging, puffy lower lids, that sort of thing, um, if the skin itself is not uh, rehabilitated in some way, then it's it's not the best result. So. Obviously, we're all going to age. We're all going to get lines and wrinkles. We can't stop it. We can, you know, ameliorate it with skin proper skin care and staying out of the sun. But to me, one of the most important signs of health and getting older is a dewy glow. Because one of the things that happens as we do age, since the cells are turning over such so much more slowly. Uh, we tend to get that dull, lackluster skin uh, as we age, and so that wonderful dewy glow of youth is gone. And I think, at least with Revive in the early days and even still, that was the thing that I um, was aiming for, to, to return the skin to the, that wonderful sort of youthful dewy glow
0: right and that makes sense because you're absolutely right you know that dullness even you know i notice like from day to day you know it changes as well and um you know i can definitely see what you mean with it with aging it can it's something that we will start to notice a lot more um now one one thing i want to ask you is what are some of the products that Revive has that are very much um geared towards this exactly you know in terms of just brightening the skin keeping that glow alive and, you know, um, kind of maintaining it, I guess.
2: Well, our very first product is still our number one selling product. It's called Moisturizing Renewal Cream. And it's been around 25 years, so it's withstood the test of time. And it does have an acid in it. And the purpose of the acid was in those days, and even still was not so much the acid itself, which inherently alone can give benefits by getting rid of the dead stratum corneum to a degree without stripping it, uh, because that can... I call it a wrinkle creator and Adila, you can comment on this, but in and of itself, if it gets too thick, it can age the skin just by uh, resting on the surface. But what it also does mostly is allow the uh, peptide that we use, which was originally a growth factor, it's now the active portion of uh, the growth factor, a peptide of about 10 or 12 amino acids in length, get to the cells that it needs to get to to promote renewal because only the basal cells of the epidermis divide. And so you want the active ingredient to at least get to that point. And by the acid removing the dead outer layer, it allows the uh, peptide to get where it needs to go more, more readily.
1: And I feel that I'd like to elaborate on that because with with management of first signs of aging, I think a lot of people don't understand that we are using our facial muscles very dynamically every day, and that causes wear and tear which of course will affect the skin ultimately um, because it lead to aging because your skin is almost like shrink wrapped on top of your muscles so it very much mimics what's happening in uh, underneath so if there is that wear and tear if there is that muscle crease then the, the volume loss will mean that it, the skin is just not able to really bounce back so it it very just visually starts to show the signs of aging another problem is that people don't realize glycation is, is a huge issue there is the sun damage there is the genetic issue there is the collagen loss but glycation is literally where consuming sugar is it's accessing uh, or triggering an internal reaction of the sugar molecules which adhere to collagen they adhere to the elastin proteins and which normally keeps our skin you know firm and supple it starts to really cause, it, it leads to a breakdown of that. So I think with skincare, especially serums, I must self confess serum junkie. I, I think serums are fantastic, and Revive does have a few serums up in, uh, in its toolbox, and one of them says the targeted filler and that targets certain muscles that you can actually maybe your frown lines maybe your crow's feet or your smile lines so you can actually be very targeted and smart with your serum and your skincare and you can start targeting those signs of aging from a very young age I I would
2: like to comment on that that's great that you brought that up Adela, because I love the the idea of too much sugar you know what happens if you get a lot of uh, you know, un- our processed sugar, so you get an immediate insulin spike, um, it glycates the proteins in the body. It means it puts sugar molecules on them. And I use the analogy, you know, enzymes sort of run all the chemical reactions in the body and all of those that keep us young and do all kinds of other things. But if you can think of those enzymes, they're proteins, I liken it to, if you take a glass rod and pull it across a rug, it goes very smoothly. But if you wrap Velcro around it, it won't go. And that's kind of what happens when you glycate enzymes. It's like putting Velcro on them. So everything just gets sort of gummed up and doesn't uh, perform as well, including all the biochemical reactions that we have as as a young person that basically keep us young. I think that's a great point. So I just wanted to add to that.
1: And that's true because the the glycation almost looks like orange peel on the skin, doesn't it? It, it? there's that textural imperfection that then for the rest of our lives we struggle with. So I yeah. think understanding it from a very young age can help with the
2: prevention.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, also it, it, you guys, it, it's not just about, you know, even skin. I think skin is one of the organs that just shows so easily what our body is going through. And I think this idea of lacation is it, it's, you know, from a more systemic standpoint, it's something that we, our body, is going through. And you're, you know, for everyone listening, we're experiencing this throughout all of our organs, our, our exactly. skin, is to know, us. You I, know,
2: <laughs> I think yeah. you're exactly right because you know I'm fair and from the south and getting to be older, and I got a lot of sun. So when I see sunspots, I think, well. You know, this is just a bellwether sign of what's going on in the rest of my body. If I'm getting sunspots on my skin, then what's my heart doing? What are my blood vessels doing? So you're right. It's everything. It's not just skin, but skin can be a good, you know, sort of um, harbinger of what's happening
0: exactly yes dr brown and that's exactly you know the message that i i think that consumers really need to understand because you know we talk about skin health and i think what makes for me as a even as a consumer you know just ignoring the medical side is that you know this idea of prevention right and i and i want to really talk about this preventative uh side of skin health because i think Revive takes a wonderful approach to it you know the the line overall is designed obviously to target almost any kind of skin concern but when it comes to prevention um, what are some of the things that we can really do in terms of management um, of skin you know in terms of losing collagen the elasticity the the fullness I mean what are what are some things that we can really really focus on um, and kind of put the word out there for consumers to to think about you know as we're approaching the products that we buy and and what we do you know, on a daily basis?
2: Well, you know, I certainly Adila can expound on this much more than me, but I'd be very simply, I think one of the most important anti-aging creams anybody can have, whether it's Revive or not, is, you know, sun protection. Because there's no question that, um, the sun that we get when we're teenagers the damage stays with us throughout life and obviously it's cumulative you can assuage it to a degree but you can't completely get rid of it and a beauty editor asked me you know oh, a few months ago what i thought the future of skincare was and all of that and i'm sure she expected a sexy answer like you know crisps jean uh, splicing, <laughs> all all that kind of stuff But, but, you know, I basically said protection because I think, you know, we're living in a time when all you have to do is pick up the newspaper and look out the window. The climate is definitely changing. And with it is going to come a lot more assault on the skin and the body in general for that reason. So I think it's going to be very important um, in people that are much younger than me in the future decades to uh, protect and try to prevent. I don't know how you feel, Adil, though.
1: I I totally agree because I feel that topical prevention is, is key because prevention is all about persistence and I always say persistent beats resistance and so many people aren't really sure that it, it's so fundamental to understand the importance of the ingredients and yes, SPF is key when someone asks me about well, what's the holy grail of anti-aging and again just like with you they expect a very exotic or exactly, you know, <laughs> exactly a sexy answer but actually the, the the simplest product which promotes anti-aging benefits is spf 50 and i suppose if you apply that from a very young age on your face on your neck on your décolletage on your shoulders the back of your hands you are going to find that you, that you're going to be creating such a preventative response where your skin will not be you know feeling the benefits of the assault of the environment and of the sun and uh, it's going to really just be its best for years and years to come and it's such a good habit to develop and it's just such a simple habit but other there are other factors as well I, I feel that it's important to understand how amazing vitamin c can be you know, the antioxidative benefits of things like ferulic acid and vitamin C and adding that to your daily skincare is so crucial because, yes, there are many strategies. There. They're aimed at preventing photo aging, but photo aging is not just sunspots. Exactly. And I think- we need to understand that sun protection is not just stopping you from developing say skin cancer or sunspots it's there are so many other issues there's the breakdown of collagen there's the um, oxidative stress the environmental stress on the skin there are so many other it's like a domino effect so the moment sun touches your skin and it's it's managed to break down your collagen it has such a profound effect long-term effect on your skin so it goes well beyond just you developing a few sunspots uh, as a telltale sign, of course. So I think the moment we start to understand that level of prevention, I think we'll be in a much smarter, uh, skin-smart place, really.
2: Exactly. I mean, you know, we live, we have to have ox- oxygen to, for oxidative phosphorylation and respiration. Our cells have to have it, but it's a double-edged sword because yeah. we basically rust over a lifetime, our bodies do, because... With each breath. Uh, yeah, the onslaught of... Oxygen and a free radical, which is just an oxygen molecule with one um, sort of unstable electron, has to find some place to bind. And where it binds, it can cause trouble and destruction. So, you know, we talk about antioxidants all the time, and you're right, the deal vitamin C. We have another product called Defant C, which has superoxide dismutase in it, which is a very strong antioxidant. It's the same antioxidant that white blood cells have in there to combat bacteria and viruses in our body so I think and those things I think those free radicals because of the climate instability will only increase as time goes on so I couldn't agree more.
0: No, I love that you guys mentioned that, you know, ideal I think you made a really, really great point there with the vitamin C as well. And Dr. Brown, with the superoxide dismutase, I I love that you brought that up because I kid you not, you know, I, w- I want to tell you guys... A little story that when I first got into skincare and I was first starting to review like products and stuff people thought I was crazy because I was buying things that said you know this contains superoxide dismutase and I was like I'm not crazy it's just science <laughs> you know yeah, <laughs> so, right, right.
2: that's great
0: yeah, no, it, it it's a very very important point that you made, and I I think that you know um, with the vitamin C, Adila, I would love for you to actually elaborate a little bit more because you know uh, I think with vitamin C, people have this completely uh, misconstrued notion that you know vitamin C is this brightening agent and it's supposed to do all this, but it's like you know everyone just throws the whole idea of collagen uh, synthesis out the window and how it works as a cofactor in that, and you know the rebuilding effects of vitamin C, and so. I would love for you to talk about that a little bit more if you could, because the consumers, I think, don't really understand the role of these ingredients, right? I mean, we, we just throw them around in this, in this world of marketing, in this world of uh, just w- using words that are generated, you know, through science and picking them out of scientific papers, but no one's really, you know, discussing the use and the real reason why
1: they're there. Correct. You're absolutely right. Like the word free radicals. I challenge anyone walking down the street to actually help me understand what free radicals is or just give me an explanation And, and you'd be surprised now nine out of 10 people will not be able to maybe maybe 10 out of 10 actually depends who you ask won't be able to tell you what free radicals are. And actually they're formed from things like sun pollution, stress, smoking, damage of the DNA uh, of the cell. Uh, It can lead to premature aging. And of course, adding that vitamin C to your skincare will help fight these free radicals because it keeps your skin cells healthy. And the people need to understand it's not just for that glow, that boost, that brightening, instant brightening effect. It's more of a a longer-term process, which helps to boost your collagen production. It reverses the cell damage. It helps, therefore, as a result, to keep your skin looking firmer and younger. So, yes, vitamin C goes well beyond just, you know, lightening some of your sunspots or just brightening your skin and giving you that dewy glow. It actually does so much more for your skin. And serums are the smartest way because they are more concentrated. And that's where concentration comes in as well. You need to understand percentages. People tend to go for, say, higher percentage or in our brains, I think the way we are wired, we think the higher the percentage, the better the results. It's a very unstable molecule. It can actually increase the risk of um, irritation and inflammation. So in in the case of uh, vitamin C, same with acids as well, higher percentage doesn't equate to faster and better results. So I think it's about finding that Goldilocks zone, that sweet spot of like five to seven and a half percent or up to 10 percent and build it up. And I think more and more companies need to be a little bit more transparent when it comes to percentages, because I think it will help the consumers understand that, you know, higher doesn't always mean better, but it can have so many other profound effects. And you know,
2: vitamin C, I think, it's just to elaborate on that, is so important for structural reasons, too. You know, um, collagen is, is in the skin, in the bone, any ligaments, tendons, wherever, is a dynamic structure. You think of it as being static, but it's constantly being built up, broken down, built up, broken down. And if you don't have vitamin C, you can't build it up. So that's why sailors from the old world when they would come to the new world, if they didn't have citrus or vitamin C sources on the boat, their old scars would open up because they are dynamic structures. And what vitamin C does, it's if you think of collagen, it's a triple helix, it's a big, huge molecule. And if it doesn't have internal struts like girders on a bridge, it just becomes floppy and can't do any structural uh, function. But what vitamin C does, it gives these internal struts to that so that it makes the um, collagen molecule uh, more structural and can firm skin and all of those sorts of things. So I, I do agree. Plus, we have a product called Clarity, and we worked probably the hardest we've ever worked on a product because as... Um you know, Adela mentioned it's a very unstable molecule, and if it's not delivered to the skin in its active state, there's no use in putting it there and it if it comes in contact with air or water before or sunlight before it actually is put on the skin it it um, oxidizes and, and is ineffective so uh, do, yeah.
1: I'd just like to add one more thing regarding oxidation that pure vitamin C uh, of course it's unstable so it may end up oxidizing and turning brown or orange over time which means oxidization also means it loses its efficacy and marketing companies always associate one color with vitamin C don't they and what is that color? Orange. 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 Correct and orange is actually the color that vitamin C turns to when it oxidizes when it loses its efficacy in other words marketing companies are actually associating the color of expired or gone off or ineffective (laughs) vitamin C to vitamin C so uh, how ironic is that
2: yeah I love that that's true you're right
1: Yeah, no, that's an
0: actually an excellent, excellent point, Adila. And I think it's so funny to me that, you know, um, I actually had a friend of mine a very long time ago, and she was like, well, look how, you know, look how orange and yellow my vitamin C is. It's just like, you know, it it looked like... (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish you could just understand the chemistry of what has happened to this this serum, because this is completely inactive. It will do nothing for your skin. It's completely useless. You know, I had to explain that to her. And I think it's, it's very important for consumers to understand these things. And unfortunately, we live in a world now where, you know, business majors and marketing are, you know, they're, they're the ones that people call experts, but that's the whole idea of my podcast is to have, you know, just really people such as yourselves on so that you can explain this because consumers are still gravitating towards this, this visual you know, concept of this is what it should look like because it has this in it. You know, and for example, with collagen, Dr. Brown, you made such a great and excellent point there with this cross-linking that occurs in collagen um, as we're creating it. And and I to this day I try to convince people that you guys need to stop eating, you know, gummies that have a- collagen in it because your body is literally going to just digest it of and you're going to yes, yeah.
2: No, that's I true. Mean-
1: I mean, actor, That's I feel so strongly about that. That's a, maybe a, a very long conversation for another time because I have a huge issue with ingestible and supplement collagens and uh, how little research I- is there to back up the marketing claims which goes with it. And people don't understand that all of all of our vital organs are made up of collagen. So when you consume these gummies or supplements or powdered or liquid collagens, where do you think your body's priority is? It needs to keep you alive do you think it's going to send it to your skin and by the way we our whole body is covered in skin so what's the guarantee it's going to your eyes your lips it could be going to your butt it could be going to your elbows you know so maybe not even that so I think it's it's a longer topic for for another time because it's, it's it's quite controversial. And absolutely. it's
2: broken down. I mean, you know, it's, it's a huge molecule. The same is true when you put collagen on the skin, it's a massive molecule. I mean, it doesn't do a lot. So, you know, I agree.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, okay. So I, I actually want to talk about, um, you know, just go back a little bit because we had talked about the, uh, the preventative measures we can take and, and, you know, you, you had both really um, talked about the, the, the protection side, which is SPF. And I, I want to just say, you know, on air that my favorite and the sunscreen I use the most is Revive's uh, SPF 50. It is absolutely hands down the gold standard for me. I actually even mentioned it as one of the only SPF products in my 2021 topics because of just how well it works and more importantly, how it sits on the skin. And I would love for, um you know, Dr. Brown and DL, both of you to comment. On this idea of SPF and you know, um, just how much we need, should we be increasing the amount of SPF we have in our products as we age? Um, just kind of talk
1: us through that.
2: Adila why don't you take that?
1: Well you're absolutely right about that SPF because me being a a woman of color I found that every SPF I tried would leave me with a white cast or would leave me looking a little gray because we do have to um, uh, apply the right amount which is at least half a teaspoon worth for the face and neck more so if you're covering your shoulders and arms and if you apply that much amount of a product, it, it's inevitably going to leave you with that white cast. One of the biggest problems as a facialist and as a practitioner that I come across is, oh, I don't like applying SPF because it breaks me out. I have suffered the same thing. So when I started using the relief uh, SPF, I, I was skeptical, I have to admit, in the beginning, like I am with every single SPF. First of all, it didn't leave me with a white cast, it didn't leave me oily, it didn't leave me greasy, it didn't make me break out. So, so far so good. Another thing was it kind of became a primer for for makeup for the days that I needed to apply makeup. So it's, it's a, a great product and I think we need to talk about it more because... With SPF, it, uh, you need to understand that just because you increase the percentage, it doesn't really increase the coverage or, or the protection level. It only increases it by a small percent. So it's always good to start with SPF 50, really. And
2: thirdly, you know, um, that, that product that you mentioned, Ekta, is interesting because it has a lot of treatment uh, qualities, not just... Um, spf and i think that's one reason people like it so well correct
1: because it goes well beyond that and like i said i i no longer just use it as an spf anymore i i have so many other uses for it and i think maybe on your website you need to start calling it a great primer for makeup as well because i think it just gives such a beautiful uh base as well because it and yes of course the the happy side effect is it protects you
0: yeah no, I can definitely second that ideal about the about the being a woman of color and having such a hard time finding SPF. And Dr. Brown, I cannot give you enough you know, accolades and kudos for this product because I kid you not, the first time, since the first time I tried it, I just fell in love. I was like, this is an entire... Thank you. This is is something that it's not only SPF, but it's the experience of this product. I mean, for everyone listening, if you have not checked it out, you really, really need to buy this product. I mean, it's because... One, absolutely everything you said, Adila, I completely 100% can back you up on that, um, you know, just as from the consumer side of things, but also more importantly, um, you know, it. I think for the industry, it's important to understand that people are gravitating away from using SPF products as much as we should be because of how it feels on your skin. And, yeah. you know long story short, a lot of the products out there from other brands are very, very heavy. They're very, you know, they bog you down. They don't make it easy for makeup to sit on top. And this product is just doing all of those things that we want it to do. Plus it's just letting you work with everything else in a very beautiful way. So it's truly the formulation and the formula is just, it's, uh, I mean, really gold standard here. So, you know, and
1: going back to the, thank, you so the thank you i mean uh, honestly i i second that because i feel that uh, texture is everything and texture puts people off so the moment you come across a great spf honestly you have to shout from the rooftops because it's very very rare in the industry and going back to the spf filters i mean 50 filters about 98 percent of ubb rays whilst say something like SPF 30 will filter out 96.7. So actually there isn't such a huge difference, but I would still recommend start with SPF 50.
2: I agree.
0: I love that.
1: I love that. Yep. Start high. Why not? You know, even when you're young,
2: you know, some people think, well, you're younger, you can start lower. But I think, you know, as I said, sun exposure, sun damage is cumulative. If we, we all live on the planet and we're all going to get it. But the sooner you protect against that the, the more it will help you as far as
0: effects for aging i think absolutely Now that makes total sense and dr brown i i honestly request you please make that product for like all over the body <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> just, uh-huh. oh dr brown can we also do it in a spray form because i was just reading an article that for those who wear makeup and, and not a lot of people actually apply it or reapply it every two to three hours which they should So the moment you have a spray form, it just makes it so much more easier. I feel that's a product- You know, you just said,
2: and you're in the trenches, you're right with the people you know, Adila. You said consistency makes a big difference. You think that that's important compared to a cream, meaning a spray. I
1: feel that it's just so much more easy. Of course, you'll need a couple of layers. So you can't just do and that's it. You'll have to actually do one layer wait for 30 seconds, do another layer, but how easy is it that you don't have to smear your makeup, you don't have to remove it, you don't have to, you know, you, all you have to do is close your eyes and carry it in your handbag, because that way it's easy to remember to reapply. So it, you can make it portable, you can make it uh, available to use on top of makeup without having to smear your makeup, and that is such a good educational point as well to actually reinforce into your consumers that it is absolutely essential to reapply, especially on a sunny day when you're exposed to sun. Right, absolutely. right. Yeah, okay. and not to mention, you know, Adil, you made a great
0: point too, is that, you know, so many of us, you know, so many consumers are mothers, or parents, right? And, you know, yes. if you, if you're outside and you're, especially with the summer months coming, you know, as we're approaching them, like, you know, you, you have children and it's so hard to get children to apply sunscreen. But <laughs> you Etta,
1: know? don't you think that it is available for children? So spray forms are available for children. Why don't they make it available for adults? And I think our favorite brands should maybe do a spray form anyway. So I think, yes, I need to write a long letter to Revive and <laughs> I don't Thank need you. to highlight the no, benefit. I
2: mean- you know you you th- that's where we get our ideas is because it comes from you know what we don't have and what the clients want and need and people like yourself Adela so thank you.
0: Yes no absolutely Dr. Brown I think this is I mean I completely second everything Adela said and we really would love to see that 50 in all forms. I mean honestly I will I'll
1: be your first customer. I'll buy it the- out. All right. <laughs>
2: all right. You're on. I'll make
1: sure I have it in every single bag I carry. Oh, great. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I
0: want to round out the episode and Adila, this is really for you because I know you are such an experienced player in this industry in terms of just really working with people and you've seen so many different, you know, kinds of skin issues and stuff. And I would love for you to tell us, you know, um, how do you cater your facial treatments for your clients, especially when they have aging skin? You know, what are some of the things that um, you always have in mind when you're approaching a client?
1: So, actor, a long time ago, I ditched that protocol-led, one-size-fits-all approach. I started my career working with dermatologists, and you know, no offense, Dr. Brown, but you know that None it's, taken. it's very protocol-led, <laughs> right? Scared.
2: So, right.
1: where um, uh, the the happy outcome of working with dermatologists was I learned every device, every product, every ingredient under the sun. It was the best training that I had. But the downside was I had to stick to a program, a protocol, uh, whether it was time, whether it was the the number of products I could use. And I started to deviate from that, which meant that I was kind of very early on developing my own method. And so when I started working on film, the pace and, and the the demand of skincare outcomes changed in a sense that I could no longer do a treatment and then wait for like, you know, a two-day downtime. I didn't have the the luxury of a 48-hour downtime even because I needed to make sure that my actor looks amazing by 5 a.m. the next morning when they sit in the makeup chair, in the makeup trailer. So it's such a fast paced environment that I had to be more flexible with skincare. I had to be more inventive. I had to be more, you know, I had to think outside the box. And that's when I realized that the moment you ditch protocol and you make the treatment more personalized, you start to understand skin care. Uh, you almost kind of become, well, in my case, I became a skin chef. So I had all these beautiful ingredients. I had, say, if I have a, a range of uh, products from Revive, and I have a bunch of amazing uh, skin tech devices, I, I just create skin magic. I, I, I play with them. I, I, you know, let the skin talk to me. And that communication between your fingers, the product and the skin is absolutely vital because that's the only time The skin will talk to you and it'll teach you so many things.
0: Well, this is why we have really, you know, we stand behind you being a skin engineer, Adila, truly. I mean, you're... (laughs) really you know it, it's it's that of an engineer it's to, it's it's in the spirit of good science and good you know innovation and and that's really you know it, it's a beautiful way to explain how we should all be approaching skin is you know look at your skin understand it talk to it you know just list, just listen to what it needs and i think if more people just started doing that and following the advice you just gave i think we would really have a shift in consumerism you know in terms of what we're buying why we're buying it i and mean you for, know what?
1: I never thought I would find myself saying this, I'm kind of slightly grateful for the COVID pandemic because it forced us all to become our own facialists for a time being at home, that meant that we were After a very long time, opening our bathroom cabinets and looking at exactly what products we have, and we were playing more with it, we were actually having fun with it, or we were having more of a conversation with our skins, because before it was more of a, oh, I have three products in the morning, I'm going to layer them on and I'm going to go to work, whereas You know, it kind of gave us that time to get reacquainted with skincare, with products, with devices and tools, and I think we shouldn't really lose what we have learned during these years, and we should actually just build and adapt on that.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I just want to say that on that concept of, you know, having fun and just really exploring for everyone listening, you guys really, if you go to the website for Revive, I mean, it is truly, I mean, for me, I'm a skin nerd. I won't lie. I have a great time just exploring the website. You can, you know, really read about the products and you can really try to understand, you know, where this the whole story right and that's where dr brown i just want to give you just so much thanks and kudos because you truly are such a pioneer and the way that you've you've designed this line and the way you've brought products to us um you know in in a way that it's accessible it's out there for people to just kind of play with and understand i mean wow you know i just hats off sir i mean you've done such. thank you so much yes uh, and everyone listening, uh, this was the second episode of a three-part series, so make sure you tune in for the third part. This is going to be, you know, even better the next time. I mean, it just keeps getting better and better. So thank you so much to both of you, Adela Dr. Brown. Thank you so much for your time. This has been such an honor to host both of you. Thank you. My
1: pleasure. I was taking notes, um, Dr. Brown. So I've like picked up so many new ways of, you know, helping people understand and and the lingo that you use. I absolutely love that because, you know, it's it's not really losing people, but it's actually breaking it down to, well, kind of the obvious, really.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. All right. It was a pleasure.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. Thank you so much.
2: Bye. Bye.
0: Bye.